0: Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on another chilly morning here. It's Thursday at 6 o'clock. You're just in time for our first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic coming here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA, FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: I'm Melissa Fox. Our top story this morning Maitland PlayStation uh, murder suspects are denied bonds. We'll have details coming up in one minute.
0: We're hopping on the Trump train early this morning, going to the wall for the wall. And what a presidential comment did to Wall Street. It's all next on good morning, Orlando. 602 on News Radio
1: 93.1, music legend Elton John says he will reschedule shows in Orlando and Tampa, which were canceled this week due to an ear infection. We hope to announce a reschedule date as soon as possible. There are no exchanges needed on any tickets. The new date of the show, any date um, that we pick for the show will be valid. That is Angela Lanza. Now, Elton John's Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour is expected to return to Florida in March of 2019.
0: Yeah, it looks like they're actually coming back to the state here before they go to Europe. And there's a window I'm hearing from other sources of about mid-March to the 1st of May when they will find room and work something out to make that concert that was canceled at the Amway Center happen for all of those fans who were so disappointed. That is correct. But you would have been
1: more disappointed, Bud, had he gone out there and sung with an ear infection because they do everything live. Oh, yeah. It just would not have been a pretty It exciting. happens
0: to people, mm-hmm. and sometimes it comes on you quickly, you know? Would well, be nice to give people notice. Sometimes you can't. That's and right. I think most of the fans seem to understand that. There were a few who were irate.
1: Well, For the course. most part, the Amway Arena says if you want to get your money back and you purchase your tickets there, Go ahead and bring them. But otherwise, they recommend just hanging on to them because Mm -hmm. there will
0: be a reschedule. And City Hall says they're going to make good on the parking, too. All right. Mm -hmm. So there's that in the mix through Buddy Dyer's office.
1: Very nice. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Two men will remain in jail for what Seminole County sheriffs are calling a disgraceful act. Jake Bellotta and Ian McClurg were denied bond yesterday for stabbing their former roommate to death this week near Maitland. Deputy say the suspects thought 24-year-old Jake Barnes had stolen their PlayStation, so they lured him back to the apartment on South Boulevard by inviting him to a party. Sheriff Dennis Lemma told Channel 9 he can't understand why people would put more value on a gaming console than on human life. President Trump is apparently thinking of choosing a South Florida man to replace Jeff Sessions, but a local newspaper says he should probably look elsewhere. Labor Secretary and former federal prosecutor Alexander Acosta is said to be under consideration to be attorney general. But the Miami Herald, in an editorial published last night, wrote that Acosta is not fit to serve because of his handling of sexual assault charges against Jeffrey Epstein. Those charges 10 years ago involved underage girls, but Acosta gave the hedge fund manager what the Herald's calling a sweet deal that included just 13 months in a county jail. The gap between what men and women earn is wider than census data is indicating. A new survey uh, survey claims women earn 49 cents compared to every dollar a man earns. Economists had estimated that women earned about 80% of what men earned, but that number is based on census data. The Institute for Women's Policy Research says, "The data does not account for part-time workers or for those who take time off from work, which women do more than men."
0: How do you feel about those stats? I mean, on their surface, they're stunning.
1: Yes, Sounds like we've gone
0: back in time here.
1: Perhaps, but I don't think it allows for as much of the family. So a lot of times women take time off to raise a family and then they re enter the workforce. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously time is lost, things have advanced. So I feel like it still may be not as wide as the mm-hmm. census is. Yeah. yeah. The first kind of mental health clinic is now opening in a Texas Walmart. It's operated by Boston-based Beacon Health Options with the goal of making affordable mental health care easily accessible. The clinic is in Carrollton. It offers treatment for things like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, and grief. There are already plans to open additional locations in Walmarts across the country. Nearly a dozen people are facing charges after a string of celebrity break-ins around Los Angeles. Officials say they charged a total of 10 gang members who recently targeted homes like uh, the star Rihanna, Dodgers star Yisal Puig, in LeBron James's house. Several people were arrested shortly after security video from Puig's home was released showing them ransacking the place. According to TMZ, the authorities believe the entire group is responsible for hitting 24 homes and stealing about a million dollars worth of stuff. WFLA News, time 607, you can read about inmates in Iowa who are suing because pornography has been banned. That's online at our website wflaorlando.com. The first morning, a uh, first hour, of Good Morning Orlando starts now.
2: Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play
0: News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And it'll happen. And we're glad you're with us here, 3 hours together on the 50,000 watt front porch. Hope you can stay as long as it works for you. Uh, we've got hot topics to serve things up here and warm things up for the next 3 hours beginning With Trump, it is time for him to go to the wall for the wall. Yaffe at the controls, Stephanie taking your calls. Um, How important is Trump's wall, the centerpiece of his campaign, as you'll remember? How important is it to you now that it get done versus how you felt about the wall when Trump first mentioned it? Early in his obviously successful campaign for president. Where are you on Trump's wall? How far should he go to get the money to get it done? Shutting down the government a week from Friday? Does that work for you? How do you feel about the wall now versus when the president first pitched it as a promise to those who would support him in the campaign? 407 916 5400 is the number. Love to hear from you. And the uh, toll free is 866 916 5400. While our text line always open is at 23680. Way in there if you'd like. Standard message and data rates apply. It's Good Morning Orlando on a Thursday from the Front Realty Studio. From your cell, Pound 250. Keyword Real Estate. We're diving right in after a quick update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. During the campaign, right off the bat, in that memorable day at Trump Tower coming down the escalator with Melania announcing his candidacy for the presidency, day one, the president pledged, and it was the most prominent commitment he made, that if you elect me president, we are going to build a wall along the border with Mexico, and Mexico is going to pay for it. So far, we have the beginnings of a wall, dribs and drabs of appropriation from Congress, and Republicans, you know, really dragging their feet on that. And, of course, Democrats unalterably opposed to anything Trump wants. The resistance movement dates back to the very beginning of his campaign. And Mexico, of course, has not paid for it. Ultimately, it may be that they wind up paying for the wall, if we get it, you know, with punitive measures um, initiated by the president against our neighbors to the south. But at any rate, the president now says he will be happy to institute a partial government shutdown on December 7th, a week from this Friday, at which point Congress has to pass seven appropriation bills or risk a lapse of funding and uh and and this could all the government shut down interfere with operations of the Department of Homeland Security, Justice Department, State Department, federal agencies across the board. It's not a full government shutdown; it would be a partial government shutdown. The president said, if I don't get five billion dollars for the wall, that's what i'm going to do i i would I would tell the President in a heartbeat, I would back him to the hilt from this microphone as I have all the way on the wall, that he ought to go to the wall for the wall because it's now or never at least in the foreseeable future. Because it's the lame duck session where the Republicans still have control of the House, which they're about to lose. And, of course, they do have control of the Senate, and that margin will be increased in the new Congress. But you've got to have the appropriations coming out of the House. This has got to get done. In a key committee, um, $5 billion has been approved. In the Senate, Schumer's digging in his heels, of course, part of the Trump resistance, the Senate uh, minority leader, saying a $1.6 billion is what we have on the table this needs to get done. The president says, I'm standing firm on $5 billion, or we're going to have a shutdown, and he's got to get it done now, because when the Democrats take over, and Pelosi in all likelihood is the speaker, uh, I, I don't see how he gets the appropriations that are needed. And the president is right. When I look at this, Yaffe, this is more politically viable, the wall now, in terms of the appropriations needed in Congress, and you gotta have, you're going to have to have some help From the Democrats to get this done, because of the images we had, particularly over the weekend, everything the president said about the caravan coming up here and the bad actors who were in the mix, all came true in the ugly scene at the border entry point in Tijuana, and uh, and and I think people saw that, and I think across a wider swath of the political spectrum, people are saying, "By God, the wall is needed." You know, I didn't like the idea because I don't like Trump or whatever. I don't feel it's something that we ought to be doing. I think it sends the wrong message to the world that we're putting up walls. We're the ones who are supposed to welcome the tired, the poor, the huddled masses yearning to breathe free, as we know from the inscription on the Statue of Liberty. But for God's sakes, you know, that, that, that talks of legal immigration, not illegal immigration. And, uh, and, and the wall is the best solution.
3: Yeah, I would agree with you, and I think there is a lot of even Democrats who might want the wall. The only thing is, they might want also something else in return. It depends what that is.
0: Well, you know, there's uh, you know, citizenship for the Daca's, the, the the Dreamers, the kids of illegal aliens, you know, who did nothing wrong. You know, they were born and raised in this country, haven't lived anywhere else. Okay. There was a deal on the table for this. Right now, the president says, though, he doesn't want to do anything with the dreamers until all of that gets resolved in the courts. And uh, and so I don't know where that goes, but I think it's time. The president's in. The, it's the lame duck. He's got to do it now. Or when is this ever going to happen? I would say go to the wall for this. We have a government shutdown. Fine. I don't think it's going to get hung around his neck. He'll just say, take a look at what's going on on the border, my fellow Americans across party lines. What would you do to stop that invasion? What would you do?
3: Yeah, I would agree with you. The time is now. If you want to get it done, this is might be his last chance for at least a few years.
0: Where are you? Are you okay in a government shutdown? If that's what it takes to get the $5 billion, should the president stay firm or should he cave? I don't think he should cave. And for the reasons I cited, I don't think you should either. But how do you see it? 407 916 Toll-free 866-916-5400. Does the wall mean as much to you now? Does it mean more or less than it meant to you at the start of the campaign? I'd love to know. Text line 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. I'll talk about the uh, president getting the uh, Fed chair that he appointed uh, to blink and get his knees to buckle and what the stock market did in reaction to it That's also part of the Trump train coverage here in our first half hour. Before I get to this amazing story about how the president got the Fed chair to blink and stock prices went through the roof, Yaffe on the text line, I asked folks if they care now as much about getting the wall done as they once did when they fell in love with Trump when he pitched that at the start of his campaign.
3: Uh, Yeah, one person says, ditto, bud, if it were left up to the snowflake liberals, they wouldn't build a wall. They would let them all in at the expense of all the taxpayers.
0: And the Republicans aren't much better. They've been giving lip service to this or staying away from it. I don't understand why any American would be fundamentally opposed to building a wall across the, the border with Mexico. And it's more than the situation right now with all of these caravans and the chaos you saw over the weekend Before the whole world, we've got an opioid drug problem. We've got all kinds of illicit drugs coming across that border. We're still in the age of terrorism, and we are wide open on the southern border. You can just walk through, you know, maybe with a suitcase nuclear bomb. God forbid. I'm surprised, frankly, and blessed that it hasn't happened. For all of these reasons across party lines, everybody can be taken out by a terrorist attack. Everybody can fall victim to the scourge of these drugs. Why? I don't understand. Why isn't there more universal support for Trump's wall? Let's talk about the president now in terms of how influential he can be, the way he uses the bully pulpit, as Teddy Roosevelt referred to the presidency more than 100 years ago, in a way that nobody has. And some may say that he uses it Uh, inappropriately? I don't know. I like Trump. He gets things done against unbelievable opposition. And he seems to have great instincts for what ought to be done in this country and for what is needed. So, he was the guy who appointed Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome J. Powell. Okay? And now he's been ripping him because the interest rates keep on going up and Trump is worried that that is going to short-circuit this huge economic recovery that his policies have triggered. And, and he wrote in the Washington Post recently in an interview, so far I'm not even a little bit happy with my selection of Jay Powell, not even a little bit, and I'm not blaming anybody. But I'm just telling you, I think the Fed is way off base with what they are doing with the interest rate hikes that now are becoming fairly regular. It was the latest in a series of blistering attacks by the president against the Fed chief, okay? Now, the Fed's supposed to be independent in all of this. Presidents are supposed to keep their hands off, etc., but Trump's a different kind of president. Interesting, yesterday, apparently, Jay Powell couldn't take it from Trump any better than a lot of the Republicans during the primary, and then, of course, uh, Hillary during the campaign. They just couldn't, they wilted under the assault from Trump. They just couldn't handle it, all right? Their knees buckled, and uh, and they got the flop sweats, and uh, you saw what happened to them from Lion Ted all the way to Little Marco and all the way to Hillary on Election Day. Um, Jay Powell speaks to the Economic Club in New York, which he does periodically here, and all of a sudden stops talking about increasing interest rates, at least not at the rate that he has been doing and apparently planning to do. And experts on the Fed and on Wall Street say Jay Powell blinked, and the president made him do it. The Dow Jones Industrials, literally in a matter of minutes, are you ready, went up 600-plus points yesterday. Wow. You talk about using, some might say abusing, the bully pulpit? Nobody has ever done it like that. Trump if you're like us you believe life is more precious than anything and most people agree but sometimes you get these stories Melissa and you've got it here locally and we continue to follow it a story that proves that for some people life is just unbelievably cheap what do you have on this this well, PlayStation murder story
1: the dispute over a PlayStation apparently played a role in a man's death here in Seminole County deputies arrested two men for stabbing their former roommate to death in Maitland on South Boulevard and then dismembering the body. Authorities say Jake Belotta and Ian McClurg apparently stabbed him to death because they thought that he'd stolen their PlayStation. Jeez. Deputies say they were called to the scene after a new roommate arrived at the house and saw Belotta and McClurg trying to dispose of the body. They have since been denied bonds. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi is a step closer to being the next Speaker of the House. House Democrats nominated Pelosi in a closed meeting yesterday,
4: and it was uh, so inspiring to hear my colleagues place my name in nomination once again for Speaker of the House.
1: Now, no one challenged the veteran California lawmaker, who was Speaker from 2007 to 2011. Things get trickier, though, for 78-year-old Pelosi. In early January, she's going to need a majority of full of the full House to approve her as Speaker. A lot of people did not vote at all yesterday.
0: Some of them, and the Democrats, think she's frankly too long in the tooth. Some of them think she's too liberal, not yes. liberal enough. There is some opposition, but the uh, the smart money seems to believe she'll get the Democrats together and once again be Speaker. We'll see.
2: Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. <clears throat> Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And proving once
1: again... Proving once again the president can uh, do his numbers backwards. <laughs>
0: and the, he, hey, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> he and the first lady were kicking off the Christmas season. It was the 96th annual National Christmas Tree Lighting. The president paid tribute to those who've lost so much recently at this affair. And now they're headed off to uh, Buenos Aires. So there you have that. They'll be there for the G20 summit. President Trump's going to discuss trade with Chinese leader Xi Jinping This Saturday at the summit in Argentina, Illinois Republican Congressman Adam Kinzinger said the U.S. needs to defend their trading rights.
3: We're free traders, but we're fair traders. We have to be treated with the same respect. I think talking about partnerships with these nations, strengthening our partnerships, but saying there's a cost to this partnership, which is you have to do your part as well. But I think the president's correct in saying you have to carry your share of the bargain. I
1: agree. WFLA news time is six thirty-six. I'm Melissa Fox, News Radio ninety-three point one WFLA. You can get these stories and more on our website WFLAOrlando.com.
0: dot com. Time for the Bloomberg Business Report, is it? Absolutely. All right, let's do it from the one and only Gina Cervetti as Yaffe throws the switch and opens up the line live to the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Good Thursday morning to you, Gina. Good morning, Bud. What was it like where you work when all of a sudden? Uh, The Fed chairman, uh, you know, apparently had 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 enough of the assaults on him by Trump, all of a sudden said, well, maybe we're not going to be raising interest (laughs) rates. Uh, so fast, all of a sudden, bang, uh, the Dow went up 600 points. I, 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 was only, I was thinking of you when that happened.
4: Well, you know what? I was gone from the office building by the time these uh, remarks were made, I have to say. But uh, I know that uh, everybody had their eyes glued to the screens, and then the uh, green on the screen obviously went to triple digits. And when you see the finished at number up more than 600 points, Bud, Uh, A lot of investors applauding that news yesterday and the Fed chair's comments. That is pretty much what we saw pushing the market higher yesterday. Uh, Borrowing gets more expensive. Uh, Sometimes banks like that because their interest rates are going up and they're making more money. But for investors... Money becomes more expensive to borrow and put into the market. So in the end, we did see a pretty good day on Wall Street yesterday.
0: Yeah, you absolutely did. And oil prices going down, right? Yeah,
4: we've got those oil prices down 1.2% this morning, but and they are under $50 a barrel for the first time in just over a year.
0: I wonder if I could leapfrog you ahead in the lineup you gave me here for your commentary on uh, how the drop in oil prices is is being reflected at the gas pumps for us, and we're seeing some pretty astoundingly low prices in places
4: we really are with crude oil continuing to fall we've got gasoline bud under two dollars a gallon at at least one gas station in 20 states across the country now florida is not among them but gas buddy says the lowest price it found was a dollar 69 at a gas station in denton texas the national average is down seven weeks in a row to 253 a gallon i've seen it less than that in new jersey Gas buddies Patrick Dehan says the Great Lakes region is currently the cheapest region in the country.
0: By the way, Gas Bud, I, I passed seven <laughs> <That was fine. laughs> stations on the way to work. Gas Bud, two twenty-two a gallon. That's the oh best I'm seeing goodness. here. Oh my okay. goodness, that's good, isn't it? It is good. Now let's talk about important economic reports, data in focus today, earnings reports coming in that Bloomberg will be keeping a close eye on for us.
4: That's right. Uh, Today we're watching for monthly updates on personal income and spending. Those are important from the standpoint of the consumer. We've got pending home sales. There have been some signs lately that the housing market is starting to cool. We get the weekly snapshots of jobless claims and consumer comfort. And the Fed releases minutes from its meeting that happened earlier this month. Some earnings to watch for today, including a couple of retailers, Dollar Tree and Abercrombie and Fitch.
0: And you have a new survey out on how um, folks think about the, the impact, ultimately, of these, uh, of these tariffs and the trade war that the president has initiated to level the playing field with, with countries around the world. How are folks feeling about how that's going to impact prices?
4: Well, we have a new survey from IHS Market, and what it shows is that less than half of U.S. manufacturers think that the tariffs in the trade war will lead to higher prices here at home for their goods in the next couple of years. And twice as many companies said they would hire more domestic workers over the next two years, though, due to the tariffs compared to firms that will cut their U.S. workforce. So that's kind of a positive out of this.
0: Yeah, it really is. And before you go, we've got one more item from Bloomberg on the uh, energy uh, sector. Uh, Exxon Mobil uh, has inked apparently the oil industry's biggest ever renewable energy contract.
4: That well, sounds kind of odd, but it's happened. ExxonMobil will use renewable energy to produce oil in West Texas. It's a 12 year agreement with Denmark's Orsted company. Exxon is buying 500 megawatts of wind and solar power in the Permian Basin, the fastest growing U.S. oil field. And as you said, Bud, it is the largest ever renewable power contract signed by an oil company. Terms of the deal were not disclosed.
0: Groundbreaking stuff, nevertheless. As always, great having you with us. Gina Savetti, every morning. Before- here at 635 for her Bloomberg Business Report. Have a wonderful day. Catch you tomorrow, Gina. Thanks, bud. You too. All right. Good deal. Coming up, I have some fabulous news for all Floridians on crime and also a promise about to be kept by Governor-elect Ron DeSantis on judges. You're not hearing much about this. I'll tell you, I'll let you hear what he said during his debate with Putnam and then what he's doing as we speak. I think you will like what you hear, but you've got to stick around to hear it. So we'll get to that, and we'll have it right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic for you in only two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. I'm committed to bringing you good news. We all need a lift, and I'll bring it to you whenever I can find it. And uh, more on what Melissa first reported yesterday morning. According to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, crime statewide in Florida dropped 8% in the first six months of this year. Um, However, the number of murders in the state went up from 531 to 545, and uh, rapes are also up across the state by 3.8%. But except for murder and rape, almost all the other serious crimes are down. And throughout central Florida, um, Orange and Osceola counties reporting a dip of crime, In crime of about 10% or so, even though Orange had a spike upward in murders. Violent crime down statewide 6.8%. Property crime down 8.2%. Burglaries down 18.2%. According to FDLE, domestic violence down 1.5% all across Florida. Um, Governor Rick Scott hailing the overall decrease in crime, saying we will never stop working to make sure every family in Florida is safe and that our law enforcement has the support they need to continue their life-saving work. Now, on to the judiciary here in the state of Florida. Uh, in a moment, I am going to share with you what then gubernatorial, I hate that word, candidate for governor Ron DeSantis said in his debate during the primary with Adam Putnam, who at that point, it was the odds on favor to be the Republican nominee, and everybody thought he would wind up as the governor. But DeSantis really was did a much better job in the debate, and of course he had the Trump endorsement going for him. And um, I'll tell you what, let's play the sound cut going into the break here. I do need to take a short break uh, because we're all about, and and this is what Trump's been about, promises made, promises kept, and DeSantis follows the Trump mold. Here is what he said in his debate with Putnam looking at the Florida courts and the judiciary. Listen to this from the debate. We have an opportunity.
2: The next governor, in all likelihood, can appoint three solid constitutionalists to the state Supreme Court, replacing three liberal jurists. I will get those appointments right. We will have judges in the mold of Antonin Scalia and Clarence Thomas, and we will end judicial activism in Florida for a generation.
0: You know, and that kind of comes and goes in a debate, and and I think people don't listen all that closely to specifics, but I do, and I've got the facts here now for you on what... DeSantis is doing to back up the campaign pledge, and it is impressive. It is coming your way in just a moment. We have an opportunity, the next governor in all likelihood,
2: can appoint three solid constitutionalists to the state Supreme Court, replacing three liberal jurists. I will get those appointments right. We will have judges in the mold of Antonin Scalia and Clarence Thomas, and we will end judicial activism in Florida for a generation.
0: A bold promise by then-candidate for governor Ron DeSantis, who won the election, of course. Narrowly thank God over left-wing extremist Andrew Gillum and will become our governor on the 3rd of January. Is he about the business of keeping that promise? Looks like he definitely is. This is very important stuff. Not the sexiest thing to talk about politically, but so, so important. And so many times candidates say something in a campaign or a debate and then they do not follow through when they get the reins of power. Here is what Sunshine State News is reporting this week. The Florida Supreme Court Judicial Nominating Commission met in closed-door session here in Orlando and advanced a whittled-down list of Florida Supreme Court candidates that includes seven appellate court judges, two trial court judges, and two other lawyers. Now, DeSantis is going to pick from that list to replace three liberal Supreme Court justices in this state who are being forced out, having reached the mandatory retirement age. They are Barbara Pariente, R. Fred Lewis, and Peggy Quince. There are seven on the Supreme Court here. These three are liberals. And DeSantis said in the campaign, we're going to have conservative judges here. And in his campaign, he promised that he would appoint solid constitutionalists and end judicial activism here on the seven-member Florida Supreme Court. You heard it from the debate in the sound cut that we prepared for you and played a couple of times here already. And um, nine of the nominees on this list indicated that their applications, there were originally 59 applicants, all whittled down now um, to, what, seven or ten, something in that area. But at any rate, most of the nominees here were members of the Federalist Society. Yaffe, that's great news. Great conservative legal group and their principles in the Federalist um, Society uh, say very clearly in print, it is emphatically the province and duty of the judiciary to say what the law is, not what it should be. No legislating from the bench. Most of these nominees are really young, okay? And they had a constitutional amendment that got passed that raised their retirement age to 75. The ages of these nominees by... Um, by um, DeSantis are from thirty-seven to fifty-four. The average age just under forty-six here, and uh, we're talking about a long-term shift. These people could serve for thirty years, Mike, and remake the judiciary here in the state of Florida from the top down, with three liberal Supreme Court justices being replaced by three rock-solid conservatives. I like what I see.
3: Yeah, I do too. It's always good when a politician keeps his promises. I will say this, too. Every conservative out there should thank God for the Federalist Society because they have done so much to remake the courts and get rid of activist
0: judges. Oh, they're fantastic. Absolutely great. And um, uh, one, of, one of the real stalwarts there is one of the best um, guests they ever have on the Fox Special Report panel, Molly Hemingway, as a big-time player with the Federalist Society. And, um, and, and, and she is just great on that panel that they have on uh, Brett Baer's show. If you haven't connected to her, she's all part of the Federalist Society. And Mike's point is very well taken. By the way, on the list of these conservative Supreme Court nominees, we have one from within the sound of my voice um, up in Daytona Beach in the uh, Fifth District Court of Appeals, Jamie Rutland Grosshands, one of the young ones, too, at age 39. She's a former assistant state attorney and county judge. So we will watch that closely but I like what I see from Ron DeSantis in terms of making a campaign promise and very actively early on going about the business of fulfilling it. He did make a bold promise about E-Verify to deal with illegal immigration here in this state. I am a little more concerned, though, about whether or not he's going to either be willing to get it done or able to get it done as he becomes governor and deals with the still. Republican-controlled legislature, okay? And we'll talk about E-Verify and why I am calling on the governor to walk the talk as our outgoing governor and Senator to be Rick Scott did not on E-Verify, in case you've forgotten. I'll recall that for you in our number two, okay? So we're looking ahead to the new DeSantis administration, and we're talking about E-Verify, and I'll definitely want to hear from you. In the meantime, we're going to hear from Melissa Fox, bringing us the news on a sex-offending Santa locally, and the president and the first lady heading to the G20 in South America. Good morning from us all. It's good morning, Olana, from the front gate Realty Studio. From your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate, it is coming up now on exactly 7 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a chilly Thursday at seven o'clock. As we bring you our latest on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, here and now on News Radio ninety-three point one WFLA FM and AM five forty. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: I'm Melissa Fox. Our top stories this morning: a sex offender applies for a Santa Claus job, and the floatist talks about opioid addiction. We'll have details on that coming
0: up in one minute. And our new governor. Is all about instituting e verify in Florida. Will he walk the talk? Unlike his predecessor, we're talking about it next with you on Good Morning Orlando.
1: 704 now on News Radio 93.1. Diana Ross got us into the holiday spirit last night at the annual Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting ceremony. The legendary soul singer performed a medley of Christmas hits. Giddy up, giddy Not bad for 75 years old, I suppose.
0: I don't know. I would have expected a little better or or maybe lip syncing an old recording.
1: Uh, It sounded a little wonky, yes. she was
0: great when Motown was hot, but that's a while ago.
1: She sang her own song, Home, other performers throughout the night. Tony Bennett, Diana Krall, John Legend. Pentatonics love them, and uh, Brett Eldridge. News brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A registered sex offender is now facing charges. He took a job as Santa Claus in Orange County. Deputies recently arrested 48-year-old Robert Kendall for not reporting the job to authorities, which he's required to do as a registered sex offender. Kendall's sex offense dates back 25 years, involved a child under the age of 12. This latest arrest was part of a sting He did not have any contact with children, in case you were wondering. First Lady Melania Trump is addressing students at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. It's part of a town hall discussing the opioid epidemic.
0: And if you or someone you know needs help, you need to be brave enough to ask
1: (laughs) or strong enough to stand with them as they fight through the disease. The First Lady added that opioid addiction rehabilitation is now one of the pillars of her Be Best initiative to help children of all ages. While speaking to students, Ms. Trump says the independence that comes with being an adult can be exciting, but also scary because of this epidemic. Thanks for the jacket, bud. Such a gentleman.
0: See that? I follow through. That Promises <laughs> made, promises kept. Kind of the theme of what we've been talking about here Indeed. in the last half hour. Enjoy. It's yours for the rest of the show. I'm doing okay here.
1: So they uh, hope the teenager learned a valuable lesson. It was a scary incident in Broward County. A 17-year-old boy got trapped in a bank vault for hours yesterday afternoon. It was a former branch of Bank America in Hollywood. A friend he was with was able to call 911. An employee who works at the bank's current location gave police the combination to open the safe. The bank that's on Dewey Street had several no trespassing signs. And a fire official said, this is why you shouldn't be in places you're not supposed to be.
0: How in the heck does a kid get into a bank vault you know somebody is like asleep at the switch there something good lord definitely Glad was it a worked miss. out okay
1: wfla news time 707 you can read about the deputy who resigned after caught on camera stealing food from a crime scene that's at wfla orlando.com the second hour of good morning orlando starts
0: right now news weather and traffic for the best audience and talk radio This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. And alongside Melissa Fox, the Bud Man here, Yaffe at the Control Step, taking your phone calls. Um, I'm going to hold our new governor, Ron DeSantis, and I'm very excited about him, um, to account on the pledge he made that you will hear in a moment during his debate with Adam Putnam during the primary about the fact you elect me governor and I'm going to do what has not been done by the current governor, Rick Scott, although he once promised it, and that is to institute E-Verify so that companies in this state cannot hire illegal aliens to get a break on the cost of labor. And now if we want to scream about what's going on in the border and illegal immigration, etc., at the same time, you have got to support E-Verify. I do. The governor says he does. But this is not going to be as easy to get done as you might think. And you and I, not me, but you, some of you, are the reason why. I'll explain it here in a moment, okay? Because E-Verify is what needs to happen in this state if we're going to stem the tide of illegal immigration. Because with E-Verify, people are not going to be able to find work here if they are in our state illegally, okay? And ultimately, that will cause almost all of them, history says, to self-deport because they can't find work. And they shouldn't be able to when they're here illegally. But what if that increased the cost of everything you buy from produce to your lawn service? What if it cost you more would you still support E-Verify? It's time to walk the talk and not just the new governor. That's where we begin here in a moment. And we'll get to it right after we update Orlando's newsletter and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. e electronic verification that you are here legally before you can get a job in the state of Florida. If we had E-Verify, and I've campaigned for it for a long time, it would require every business in this state to first run all of the people it proposes to hire through a federal database to ensure they are legal, okay? Otherwise, they would not be able to get hired, okay? Now, we have an illegal immigration problem in this country. We definitely have it in this state. And E-Verify is a great tool to deal with that problem successfully because most people are here primarily because they want a good job and a good life for their families. And for them, this is a good job. Picking vegetables and fruits in the fields of the state of Florida. Uh, Mowing the lawns of people in suburban areas who hire lawn services. You know, almost all the workers who are harvesting our fruits and vegetables, our produce... And mowing our lawns and trimming our bushes are here illegally. Everybody knows it. Now, if you want to get serious about getting rid of illegal immigrants in this state and having only legal people in the state of Florida, you've got to support E-Verify. But would you support it if it raised the cost, as it will, if it's instituted, it will raise the cost of harvesting our fruits and vegetables and getting them to the supermarket for you and me it will make your lawn services cost more because right now you have these illegals being paid under the table at a far lower rate than they would be paid if they had to work here legally and would have to be paid the minimum wage that's the truth of i verify during the campaign Candidate Ron DeSantis made this promise, that he would sign E-Verify into law if he were made governor, and he will be governor. Donald Trump supports E-Verify. I support E-Verify. I will sign E-Verify as governor. Guess what? We heard that from Rick Scott in his first term, and he never did it. He didn't do it because the, the lobbyists for the agriculture industry here put a lot of pressure on him, showered him with all kinds of campaign donations if he would ignore that promise and not push for E-Verify. I worry about, not that Ron DeSantis' knees are going to buckle, but we're going to watch him on this, but that it's going to be very hard for him. He may say, I want to sign this into into law, but it has to go through the Florida legislature. That is controlled still, thank goodness, by Republicans, by and large. That's a great thing. But the fact of the matter is, you got a lot of people there beholden to business interests and a lot of pressure from business and agriculture and other sectors who were saying, no, E-Verify. No, E-Verify. Do not vote for it, or we will campaign to get you out of office next time around. Or if you oppose E-Verify or just refuse to approve it or whatever, We will shower you with campaign funds, okay? That's how this game has been played. It's why Rick Scott reneged on his promise. And we're not going to let Ron DeSantis do it if we can help, if he is inclined to now suddenly, as governor, decide, uh, well, we're not going to do that E-Verify thing. My biggest concern immediately is, because I believe in Ron DeSantis, I believe in in his integrity. I truly do. I worry that I'll ever get to his desk for his signature. That's what I worry about because of the pressure that will be put on the Republicans who control the legislature, many of whom are beholden to big business for their campaign funds and a lot of it. Okay, that, that is what I worry about. I've got a caller on the line who says eVerify works. My question for you is, are you pro-E-Verify and will you be in favor of it? if it makes your fruits and vegetables cost more, and what you get billed to have your lawn mowed and your bushes trimmed, all by illegal aliens in most cases across this state, are you still going to want verify? Are you willing to walk the talk? You say you want illegal immigration done away with and dealt with in this state. Are you ready to walk the talk? Is the governor and the legislature, are they ready to walk the talk on verify? That's what we're talking about here. We've laid it out for you. How about we have a conversation at 407-916-5400. I've already got some callers. Toll free is open at 866-916-5400. Text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. Yaffe's going to weigh in as well. It's all ahead. And good morning, Orlando. So glad you are with us. If you want to get illegal aliens to self-deport... Here by the millions across the country and in great numbers in the state of Florida, you make it impossible for them to find work if they are not here legally. And you do it in the workplace by instituting mandatory e-verify to determine whether or not somebody is legal before they can be hired by a business. Yaffe on eVerify. And do you like what Ron DeSantis had to say? And by the way, before you weigh in, it's a shortcut. Can we play DeSantis again from the campaign and the debate with Putnam? Donald Trump supports eVerify. I support eVerify. I will sign eVerify as governor. But it's got to get through the legislature first. And I tell you, that is not going to be so easy, but it needs to get done.
3: Well, yeah, it's it's one of the best ways to stop illegal immigration in this country because you made the really good point that they will self-deport. So I think I think it's exactly right. I think this fear that it's going to raise prices is a little bit fear-mongering. I well, don't think it's going to raise prices that well, much I, I to think, really change things. I think things.
0: prices for things like fruits and vegetables and for lawn service are actually a little artificially low because... It's done mostly by illegals, okay? Yeah. Well, if it just goes to a reasonable rate, it's going to seem like, my goodness, the cost just went up. It just got back to where it really ought to be. But are people I, ready for that?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll be that much higher, though. I really don't.
0: Let's bring in Steve out of Melbourne on eVerify. You for it or against it, Steve? Of course I'm for it. And
2: uh, Mr. Ron DeSantis, just like President Trump, a can-do attitude, he's going to clean up the tallahassee swamp and you start with that mayor gillum we the people have his back just like we have with mr trump and your listeners when he's in office you call his office every day just like i call the congress and senate and the white house
0: what- thank you appreciate it great stuff sorry I, I i clipped you there i hit the button i didn't mean to do it john you're in new smyrna beach way need verify what about it
2: yeah but um thanks for taking my call first you off bet. but um Uh, I'm all for it, too, but I just
0: don't think it's going to work quite like everybody expects uh, it it to happen. Um, I worked out at the the new VA center a few years back when they were building that down in the Lake Nona area. And we all seen the the news reports. with. And that was an e-verify job on a government facility. Um, I had to go through the e-verify
2: process to work there. Yeah. We all watched on the news. They were like cockroaches in the walls when the immigration came out there. So... There's an example of e-verifying being used but not working.
0: All right, not foolproof here, and your experience is, is very interesting, hopefully the exception rather than the rule. But I think we've got to do this, even though it won't be perfect and catch everybody, it needs to happen. DeSantis promised it. Of course, you know, he doesn't have to actually sign it if it never gets to his desk. And I worry about our legislature for the reasons I cited we're going to hold them accountable. To a coe we go on a verify Richard, good morning to you.
2: Good morning, bud. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I want to commend you uh, for, for, for bringing this up. As a, a Republican bringing this up, this is something I don't hear very often. This is, uh, take it from somebody who is a legal immigrant, this is absolutely needed. Uh, most, as you said before, most immigrants come here looking for jobs. If they're cut off at that source, they will not come. We will not have that issue that we have right now at the border if E-Verify was in place. This needs to get done.
0: An immigrant making a compelling case. Where did you come from here before you found your way to this blessed country, the United States of America, Richard?
2: I'm from the Caribbean, born and raised.
0: Wonderful to have you here. I hope you're enjoying living in the greatest country on Earth. I am, but God bless you, my friend, and it is great to have you with us here. Porch Pirates, hurricane season almost over. All the news. Melissa Fox next on Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate. It is 729. Good morning, Orlando. Thursday edition. So great to have you with us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Melissa's going to bring us the news update here in just a moment, but I am proud to be part of the Good Morning Orlando team and the hardest working team in all of radio. You want real rock-solid proof? Both Yaffe and Melissa came in when it was still dark this morning, and they will be on the air when it is dark tonight. You guys are back-to-back on WFLA in prime time. Yaffe, you're first. Well, yeah, I'm on
3: at 8 p.m. for another edition of Beyond Reason Radio. I was on last night as well If you missed that, you can catch the podcast on iHeartRadio. Just search for Beyond Reason Radio, and it's there.
0: All right. You'll be talking about all the hot topics, local, national, and uh, taking phone calls, et cetera. And then you turn it over to Melissa for your own primetime show. Right.
3: Connection
1: show. And tonight, along with Lizzie Said What and uh, my cast of crew, I've got Dr. David Klein from Stages of Life Medical Institute. And we're going to be talking about how you can avoid the funk, the junk, and viruses this season, especially with the cold snap
0: we've got right now. Boy, you guys are going to be in sleep optional mode. I don't know how you do it. You make me feel like a slacker.
1: <laughs> Actually, we'll have some advice on that tonight. The word is melatonin. Uh-huh.
0: I can't, oh, yeah. I can't handle that stuff. I get groggy from that stuff. Uh,
3: I've known people that take it, and it really does help them sleep better. Yeah. yeah.
0: We'll have details on that tonight at 9 o'clock
1: right after Gaffey's show, Beyond Reason. But nice. in
0: the meantime, <laughs> news this morning, and we see this in recent holidays here, um, folks get fleeced by the porch pirates. What do you have on that?
1: Well, porch pilots, uh, pirates are spoiling holidays for online shoppers, even those who have camera systems. Our own Alan Spector has details.
2: The folks at the home security website, safewise.com, list Miami-Fort Lauderdale and Tampa-St. Petersburg among the top ten areas in the country where packages are likely to get stolen. They say consumers can thwart porch pirates by using package delivery tracking, adding insurance and requiring a signature for delivery, installing security cameras or a doorbell camera, and having packages sent to their office or picking them up in person. If you're a victim of package theft, SafeWise advises you to contact the carrier and the retailer File a report with insurance and the police, and check home video surveillance. Alan Spector, news Radio 93.1, WFLA.
1: The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Great use of the word thwart, by the way. You don't hear that
0: often. You really don't. <laughs> Good word.
1: <laughs> Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio has a message for President Trump, the senator who serves on the Foreign Relations Committee, says he hopes the president will bring up religious oppression particularly against Muslims in China, as well as trade during the president's sit-down with China's President Xi. That should be happening over this weekend
3: what's really been outrageous about this is that all over the world even many of the muslim countries have been silent about it because china has apparently bought their silence it's an outrage i want the president to raise that and i also want the president to raise the broader issues of our relationship with china they're cheating and they're stealing american uh, intellectual
1: property they uh, their unfair trade practices the two leaders are scheduled to meet during the g20 summit in argentina busy hurricane season busier than forecasted Doctor Phil Klotzbuck is one of the experts who predicted up to twelve named storms, but there were fifteen. Can you believe that? And he says El Nino never developed that would have prevented the formation of some of those storms. The season also included two devastating hurricanes, Florence and especially Michael, which hit the panhandle here right. in Florida. The season officially ends tomorrow, but that doesn't mean that hurricanes can't happen.
0: Yeah, the, the tropics don't know that. The hurricanes right. don't know that. Right. They don't have a calendar, you know, <laughs> and anything can happen. And boy, it's all—it's all about not how many you have, but where they hit. And of course, we know with devastating effect here what happened with Michael and then Florence in the Carolinas. Yes,
1: we did. Rockefeller Center Christmas trees all lit up for the holiday season. Midtown Manhattan had a huge ceremony last night with a lot of musical performances and. It culminated with the 72-foot Norway spruce being lit with 50,000 multicolored lights. There were blustery winds, tight security, but you couldn't keep away thousands of spectators. Now, most days you can go and visit the tree, and then on January 7th, they pull it down. And once the tree's taken down, it's milled for lumber, and then they use the lumber to build homes for... Habitat by Humanity.
0: Yeah, it, it's become a great tradition. Began when they built Rockefeller Center in the early 1930s, and my dad, as a young college kid, found work in the summers to pay his tuition by working on Rockefeller Center, and the first tree was put up by construction workers at the top of one of the skyscrapers in 1931, and that became this great tradition we know today.
1: It is really a great tradition. Uh, Speaking of weird stuff, though, O.J. Simpson's former manager is releasing a new documentary about the infamous murders that he was acquitted of, claiming Simpson had an accomplice. Norman Pardo says for the first time, the most in-depth investigation into the case We'll show that not only Simpson was involved, but he had at least one person helping him. This will be pitched to the networks next week. The the whole thing coincides with the 25th anniversary of the murders of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman.
0: Don't you think if that were true, we'd know it by now? Yeah,
1: time to let it go, people. Yeah,
0: somebody's found another way to make a buck off that awful story.
1: WFLA Newstime is 7.38. I'm Melissa Fox, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. The second hour starts right now.
0: Well, no, it continues now. continues right now? Yes. Oh. Yes. It starts at the top of the hour. See, this is what
1: happens. See, I'm born in the middle of of the 60s, so everything's confusing.
0: (laughs) Well, don't tell me that. (laughs) Uh, You're doing fine, Melissa. Catch you when news breaks and top of the hour, etc., How's that jacket that the Bud Man loaned you here doing, all right? Uh, yeah, I got to go put You know it what on. it is? I think you're getting some brain freeze down here because you're not wearing the jacket, okay? <laughs> so warm up, we'll catch you at 8 o'clock, all right? In a moment, what's bugging the Bud Man? There's always something on that list. Obama happens to be part of it. And then would you believe that racism is being charged against a nonprofit organization for their Christmas invitation. Wait till you hear this. It will make your your hair catch fire, okay? Which may warm you up this morning, but that's the hard way. So we'll get to all of that right after we get to this. An update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. You know, the left is constantly on the search for some way to play the race card against conservatives. And Barack Obama seldom misses an opportunity because he so loathes his successor, his very successful successor, Donald Trump. He was playing the race card earlier this week in a speech at Rice University. And it came back again in the form of Trump's nationalism which the left tries to paint incessantly as being racist because it means white nationalism. It's code when he says, I'm a nationalist for being a white supremacist, a racist. It's ridiculous. All the president says is, I'm all about America first. I love our country. I want us to clean up our house and take care of our people and our problems before we deal with the rest of the world, okay? I'm a nationalist on that basis. But, of course, Obama, and he had a liberal audience here that was just lapping up this stuff down at Rice University, painted the president's definition of nationalism as racism.
2: You start getting politics that's based on, uh, that person's not like me and it must be their fault and you start getting the politics based on a nationalism that's not pride in country but hatred for somebody on the other side of the border and you start getting um uh the, the, the 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 kind of um politics that does not allow for compromise
0: man i wanted to be at rice university in the front row and pop out of my seat And go right after Obama on that. And I'm sure you feel the same way. We don't have hatred for people on the other side of the border. We welcome people from the other side of the border to come into our country as legal immigrants. Not to storm the border and assault our border patrol and law enforcement with rocks and bottles to try to break into our sovereign nation. We don't have any hatred for people on the other side of the border. We have hatred for people who break our laws. And illegal immigrants, by definition, are doing that. They are illegal. That's not not racism, Mr. Former President. And then there's this from the land of the libs up in Dorchester, which is right around the Boston, Massachusetts area. The Historical Society there is now on its knees apologizing after the onslaught of criticism from the left. They had issued the Dorchester Historical Society an invitation to their holiday open house. Let me paint the word picture of what's on the front of the invitation. Snow is falling. There is a picture of the beautiful Historical Society building. And it says... I'm dreaming of a white, and then there's this snow globe with the historical society there. Dreaming of a white Christmas is what they're saying, okay? Because last time I checked, Yaffe, the snow was white, okay? I'm dreaming of a white Dorchester. Has the left inflamed because it is excluding those of color? It is discriminatory. It is racist, And it's unbelievable what's going on here. And on Twitter, the left is apoplectic. What part of we're dreaming of a white Dorchester is okay? This is distribution of hate mail. Even though the mayor of Boston said, I think that the historical society just made an honest mistake, didn't mean anything vicious or racist about it, the left is going crazy, the historical society is has issued an apology. We're sorry about our graphic used for this event. It was an oversight on our part. And the event photograph has been removed from our social media. We were simply changing the words to the classic Christmas, Carol White Christmas, and we just didn't think it through properly. Thank you for alerting us, they write, to this matter, as we certainly do not want to project that message, even if completely accidentally. Again, thank you, thank you, and please forgive us. Do you even believe this, Yaffe? Unbelievable. Now, the next thing that has to happen here is the great Bing Crosby and the man who wrote the song he sang, the most popular Christmas song ever recorded, White Christmas, Irving Berlin, they both must be discredited and branded as racist. Bing Crosby, Irving Berlin teamed up. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas oh, wait a minute, to the exclusion of everybody who's not white. Oh, you racists, how insidious that was back in 1941 when that song topped the charts, and it's still the most popular Christmas song ever. But now we know the whole thing had a code message of racism, and it still does today.
3: I can't believe this is a real story, that this is a real thing. I'm
0: I'm amazed by this story. Headline Fox News. Massachusetts Historical Society apologizes for White Dorchester Holiday Invitation. And I'm upset they apologized. So, thank you for that. Why are they apologizing? Thank you for that. That is what we need to stop doing in situations like this. You know, where there's racism, it must be pointed out and ferreted out. Where there is none, there is nothing to apologize for. They should have said... And they didn't have the guts to say it in the land of the libs in Massachusetts. Maybe they wouldn't have had the guts down here if it was the Winter Park Historical Society or something. I don't know. I would hope so. But you got to stand your ground and say this is outrageous. There's not a racist element to this at all. It was simply a Christmas sentiment based on the most popular Christmas song ever written.
3: Yeah, and I just looked at the picture. It's a picture of the city in snow, in a snow globe. I mean, it's it's obvious what it's talking about
0: <laughs> I don't do as good a job as painting a word picture as the picture itself would do Yaffe if you find time would you post it on our yeah. website com? go take a look at it you tell me unbelievable it never stops it never stops Good morning, Orlando. Thursday morning at the top of the eight o'clock hour. You're on the fifty thousand watt front porch. Welcome aboard for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming here and now for you on News Radio ninety three point one WFLA FM and AM five forty. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: I'm Melissa Fox. We're looking at top stories right now of PlayStation murder with more details, and I'll have that coming up in just one moment.
0: And is it time for Trump to go to the wall for the wall? I say yes. What say you? We're talking next on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8:04 on News
1: Radio 93.1 and about 10 degrees here in the studio. <laughs> Freezing. Two men will remain in jail for what Seminole County's sheriff's call a disgraceful act. Jake Ballotta and Ian McClurg were denied bond yesterday uh, for stabbing their former roommate to death this week near Maitland. Deputies say the suspects thought 24-year-old Jake Barnes had stolen their PlayStation, so they lured him back to the apartment on South Boulevard by inviting him to a party. Barnes leaves behind a 4-year-old son who will now be staying with his grandparents. Sheriff Dennis Lemma says he can't understand why people could put more value on a gaming console that you can get for about 200 bucks at a pawn store rather than a human life. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Elton John's reps are apologizing for the cancellation of concerts in Orlando and Tampa the past two nights. The Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour tweeted yesterday that he's been treating an ear infection with antibiotics and Was expected to be able to play the Amway Center on Tuesday night, but just before the singer took the stage, doctors said, no, you're not well enough to perform, and they canceled the show 20 minutes after it was supposed to start. Elton John's people say he's taking a couple of days rest to allow the infection to clear up. Orlando and Tampa concerts, don't worry, guys, you will get a reschedule as soon as possible, sometime between March and May of 2019. Florida Senator Bill Nelson is addressing numerous topics. He is spending his last weeks in office. One subject he addressed was the Affordable Care Act and how people wanted it fixed, not repealed. Nelson said this is not the first time there is room to improve this bill.
0: There's a lot of work to be done to bring down the cost of health care, to make insurance more affordable and increase coverage for people who still don't have it.
1: Nelson is being replaced in the Senate by Rick Scott, who has promised to be a reliable vote for Donald Trump's policies. Americans aren't living as long, and health experts are blaming it on increases in suicides and drug overdoses.
0: Yeah, I heard something about this. This is concerning. What do you have on this?
1: Well, deaths from drug overdoses hit a new high last year, more than 70,000 people, and suicides were up 3.7%. So we've got three newly released government reports to show the average lifespan for someone born in the United States last year is 78.6 years, which is down from 78.7 years in 2016. Women still continue to live longer than men on average. Life expectancy is 81.1 year for. Women, 76.1
0: years now for men. Well, you drive us to an early grave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding.
1: Okay. Got one <laughs> quick update for you. It took a little time, but justice caught up. I don't know if you remember I told you about the lady who complained because she didn't get enough ketchup with her order.
0: No, I hadn't mm-hmm.
1: caught this one. And 24-year-old Myra Gallo is now under arrest. She allegedly attacked a McDonald's manager last month because she did not get enough ketchup packets with her meal. You know what I blame that on? High fructose corn syrup addiction. Sugar. You think that's what Sugar. it is? Sure, sure. Please. <laughs> she does face a Lock misdemeanor assault charge. WFLA News Times 807. You can read about digital smell, technology, and video chat. Yes, the stench of the future is near, bud. It's online at wflaorlando.com.
0: I'm getting a whiff of it already. Doesn't smell good, but <laughs> I'm curious enough to want to take a look. Where do we go to see that?
1: Right on the website at wflaorlando.com. Got it. Com. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's start the third hour of Good Morning Orlando right now
2: from News Radio
0: 93.1 this is Good Morning Orlando Well when you put it that way we will start the hour <laughs> I think
1: I woke a few people up Yeah this I
0: guess you did Melissa Fox bringing us the news top and bottom of the hour whenever it breaks Yaffe at the controls and uh Steph will be taking your phone calls I got a question for you It's now or never for Trump's wall to get significant funding Is the wall as important to you now as it was when Trump pitched it at the start of his presidential campaign? Is the wall more important, less important, or just as important as it once was? I'll take calls on that. And is it time for the president to go to the wall to get the wall funded, even if it takes a government shutdown to do it? I'm all over this. Yes is my answer to the question I just posed. I want to know where you are on the wall. 407-916-5400. The toll-free 866-916-5400. The text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. We've got that and we're serving up a fresh batch of red-hot early morning Trump tweets as well. So it's going to be a busy half hour on the 50,000-watt front porch. And we are glad you're with us here on uh, News Radio 93.1, WFLA FM and AM 540, where an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic awaits you in just two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Trump's waited long enough for Congress to get its act together and open up the coffers and significantly fund the border wall he pledged would be built if he were president. He said Mexico would pay for it. I'm sure downstream there's a way to make them do that, but most immediately, that funding has got to come from Congress. It's the lame duck. We're going to lose the House in January. This has got to happen now. President says he has dug in. He's going to have get $5 billion for the wall, even though Schumer only wants to give him 1.6. A key House committee has green-lighted $5 billion on the wall, so there is support there. But he says that he will be very happy to initiate a partial government shutdown on December 7th, if he doesn't get the $5 billion, it is now or never for significant wall funding from Congress. And we've got to have it here. You see the chaos on the border. The president finds this now to be more than ever a politically winning stand that he is taking. And I think he's right. I think people are saying, uh, and not just the Trump base, that we have to have border security. And the wall is what will do it. And the president should be able to sell this. And his supporters in Congress should be able to sell this to all the Democrats who were dug in against them, if not on the basis of cutting out illegal immigration on the border. We've got drugs, illegal drugs, that are killing our people by the tens of thousands every single year coming across the southern border. On that basis, that's not a partisan issue. Anybody, anybody... Can have their lives ruined or ended by these illicit drugs. The terrorist threat is real, and the border is an open invitation right now. We need maximum border security. Forget this is a partisan issue. It is not. It is an American issue, and it is now or never. It is time for Trump to go to the wall for the wall. Let's go to the phones and see what you think. Good morning, Wayne. Thanks for waiting. You're on with the Bud Man from Orange City. Good morning, Bud. Uh, My thought
2: is shut the government down and close the borders. And to those Dems like uh, Pelosi and Schumer, they want them people in. Let them support them. Let them go live with them. Let them take care of them. I think the American people, at least from my standpoint of me, I'm tired of taking care of them. I can't get half the stuff that they get.
0: All right, Wayne, anyway, thank you. Yeah. And and you are all over a government shutdown or whatever it takes, as am I. I don't care. I don't think the Republicans and Trump are ultimately going to be blamed if that's what happens. I think this can be effectively sold, and I think this, this funding needs to be forthcoming, and the president needs to go to the mat to get it. I agree with you. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Al, you're in Winter Garden. Welcome in from the western end of Orange County.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm fine, sir. How are you, Al?
2: Good. Uh, this right now is in Trump's wheelhouse. This is a medium medium pitch fastball right down the middle of the plate, and Trump can hit it out of the park. Close the government down. And the, and, and the bottom line is Trump isn't fighting just the Democrats on this. He's fighting the weak-kneed Republican establishment as well. He needs to put them all on notice and say, give me the wall or I'm closing the government down.
0: Beautiful. I'm with you all the way, Al. Yaffe's been checking in coming on the text line at 23680 where standard message and data rates apply, but on the phones I haven't heard from you yet. Does the wall mean as much to you now as it did when Trump pitched it when he began his campaign? Should the president go to the mat to get the $5 billion funding for significant wall construction now? If not now in the lame duck, when? We're going to lose the house Going to be run by Pelosi and the bleeding heart liberals on the left who want all the illegals they can get in this country because they think ultimately they can turn them into citizens and votes. Okay? This needs to get done, and it is time finally to take a stand, Mr. President. And I don't want him, I don't want him to be pulled off of this stand. He says he is absolutely committed and a government shutdown whatever it takes we're going to get 5 bill and get significant wall construction done asap i think he's right it is a politically winning hand right now after the caravans and the chaos on the border that we have seen with our own eyes and everybody has seen it 407-916-5400 toll free 866-916-5400 text line 23680 Let me hear from you on the wall. Is it time to go to the wall to get the wall built? Yes. 407-916-5400. You let me know what you think. Carlos, you're next on the phones on going to the wall for Trump's wall. And now is the time. Yaffe, I want your take on this. And I want you to check the text line as well, if you will.
3: Uh, yes, bud. Well, I agree with you. The time is now. This is the best time as any to try to get some funding for the wall, although I do think that Trump is going to have to make a deal with the Democrats to really get this done. There's going to have to be some kind of compromise. I don't know exactly what that is. Well, it's
0: it's been the DACA thing, you know, some kind of path to, uh... Legalization, citizenship yeah. for the for the kids of the illegals in this country, the dreamers, so-called. But the president is quoted this week as saying he doesn't want to do that now because he wants that to get resolved in the courts. So I don't know, but you're right. Probably, you know, I mean, th- th- this is this is what politics is supposed to yeah. be, the art of compromise. Well, and he uh,
3: says he's the art of the deal, so yeah, he, needs well, to, we'll, he needs to make a deal.
0: Yeah, he's the master deal maker, no doubt about it. What are the folks saying on the text line?
3: Yeah, I got a lot of people, bud, that are saying shut the government down, agreeing with you. One person said shut the border down, shut the government down, and shut the anti-American movement down. Another person, though, disagrees with you, says border wall for Social Security cuts not going to fly. Shutting down the government is not an option.
0: You're going to be talking about this on your primetime show tonight, perhaps, Yaffe?
3: Yeah, it's a big topic that's going on in the news this week. I did talk about the caravan last night when I was on last night as well, and you can catch that podcast on iHeartRadio.
0: And tonight you're on live on WFLA from?
3: 8 to 9 p.m., and then
0: uh, Melissa Fox and her show's on right after me. Connections right after that. You guys are amazing. All day, all night. Melissa on the news and Yaffe, our executive producer. And Carlos has promised... Joining the conversation from Groveland, you're on with a Bud man on the wall. Carlos, how do you see it?
2: Good morning, sir. I'm just going to take about 10 seconds. Um, Please, please bear with me. Um, I think this speaks to Trump's character, honestly. Um, He was hired on saying that someone else would pay for it. And I, I mean, now he was elected. And I wonder if he would have been if he was an honest man. If someone's building – if someone has a problem in my yard and I'm building a fence, I can't expect my neighbor to pay for it, and I don't think he ever believed that Mexico would. I stand on that, and I really believe that this is a narrative that he created for what's really important in this country. I can't say it's not important, but he created this narrative, and we've all bought in, and then he flipped it, and he's a a flipper. So to me, the way it's being done and his dishonest demeanor about it, I I don't don't think this is the most important – Thing in this country right now. Well, I'd be and happy to
0: debate people. that with you when more time exists than we have now. But I want to ask you this, just objectively, the idea of a wall along the Mexican border, is that something you think we need? And if you think we don't need it, what's the solution to the open border situation we have, the chaos with the illegals, the caravans, the drugs, terrorism, you name it?
2: Um, I don't think that there is one solution. If we said we we're going to look at how people come into this country in many different ways, yes. To focus on that one thing, I have no really valid reason for why I believe what I believe, and it would sound asinine. I just believe there's more to this than this is going to keep us safer and keep people out. I, I think it's more to this. I think it is political. I think it's financial. And we're dealing with a financial president who makes money. So I, I just don't trust it. I don't think this is our major region. It could be a solution.
0: Is it the right.
2: solution and the most important solution? Right. I don't believe
0: it. All right, you're all over the lot. But I gave you your time and uh, was a little longer than 10 seconds.
3: <clears throat> you're a generous man. But oh, yes, yes,
0: I am. Because well, I'm playing on Melissa Fox's nickel. She's supposed to be sitting down to bring us the news. She will in just a moment at the bottom of the hour. Locally, a terrible story continues to unfold in court. On uh, the PlayStation murder update, we will have that. And Marco Rubio is talking about dealing with illegal immigration. And I haven't always liked what I've heard from our senator. But in this case, uh, I think he's pretty much on the money. We'll see what you think when Melissa joins us with the news update. It's the bottom of the hour. Good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. From your cell, pound 250, keyword real estate, it's 830. Sound judgment. We've got a full bank of contestants on the 50,000-watt front porch playing for a great prize we've been privileged to give away all week on the game. What do we got here for folks just joining us, Steph?
2: Yes, Bud, so today we have a great pair of tickets to see Glenn Beck Live Addicted to Outrage Tour on Saturday, December 1st at the Plaza Live Orlando. Tickets are on sale now. Visit plazaliveorlando.org for more info.
0: Very good. We're ready to go. If you're trying to get in to win those Glenn Beck tickets and meet Yaffe in the bargain, because he's going to be there doing the intro, um, a wrong answer opens up a line. But you've got to be quick. 407-916-5400, and you can win in a later round. Well, today's Sound Judgment Game spotlights a great American Christmas tradition, the annual lighting of the National Christmas Tree in Washington. President Trump and First Lady Melania did the honors late yesterday afternoon, and I want you to listen to some sound from that. And then use your sound judgment to name the American president who began this annual National Christmas Tree Lighting Tradition 95 years ago, back in 1923.
2: First Lady, we'll do the honors. We'll do it. Ten in reverse. Are you ready? All together. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five... Four, three, two, one. Merry Christmas. Thank
3: you.
0: Tree was beautiful, the ceremony was beautiful, and a great tradition was continued in the nation's capital. So the question, callers, is this Who was the president who first lit? the national Christmas tree. I'm going to start way down here on the toll-free. Toll-free, name that president. No? Gone. Okay. Let's back it up to line four. Who was that president? Roosevelt. No, but thanks for trying. There's your open line. Grab it at 407-916-5400. Line three, it wasn't Roosevelt. Who was it, line three? Line three.
2: Oh, it was it
0: was uh, Wilson. No. Nope. Ah. Nope. All right. <laughs> Glenn Beck tickets on the line. Not Wilson, not Roosevelt. 95 years ago, 1923. Line two, who was the president? Harding. No. But you're closer than anybody so far. 407-916-5400. This is interesting. Line one, go ahead. Who was the president? Truman. No, much earlier than Harry Truman, 95 years ago, 1923. If You know your American history with the presidents? You can do this, okay? Back up to line four. Name the president. Uh, Coolidge. Yes, absolutely right. Calvin Coolidge. They call him Silent Cal. And as a matter of fact... He just pushed the button and walked away. He didn't speak. <laughs> but, yeah, he was the first one um, uh, to begin the National Christmas Tree Lighting in Washington. Congratulations. You're going to Glenn Beck's big show in town uh, to meet him and Yaffe as well. I hope you're excited about it. It's a terrific prize. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good stuff. What's your first name, my friend?
2: My name's Mark. I'm calling from Titusville.
0: Mark? Mark. All right, Janota, congratulations. An early Merry Christmas to you. You're our prize winner. Thanks for being with us on Good Morning Orlando. All right, thank you. Don't go away. You and Steph will work it out off air, and the deal will be done.
3: See, all those people really wanted to meet me, bud. You see that, all those lines? I'm telling you, we swamped the phones, Yaffe. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Glenn Beck, too, but they really wanted to meet
0: Yaffe. Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck. (laughs) Yaffe. All Yaffe? All right. You know, we don't let Yaffe out in public all that often, okay? So uh, we're going to do it. You're going to be there, (laughs) and I think that's terrific. Yeah, they love you. You're going to on primetime again tonight, right? Yeah, at 8 p.m. tonight. All right. He'll be taking your calls on Beyond Reason. He was on last night as well. A fresh batch of um, Trump tweets here. Smoking hot. I'll share them with you here in a moment. I'm telling you, the president is really letting it rip. And uh, we'll get into that. He's on his way to the uh, G20 Summit with Melania down in South America today. So he's getting a few things off his chest, as we will share with you. Gaffey is a proud UCF graduate and a football fan as well. Those are great, great honors for Mackenzie Milton and his teammates.
3: Well, I mean, he really deserves it, too. Really does.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what's interesting. I was talking to Mike Bianchi, who hosts the morning show, open mic on our sister station, the sports station, ninety six nine. The Game. We were talking yesterday about the fact that there may be a Peach Bowl matchup between the Florida Gators and the UCF Knights in Atlanta on New Year's Day if the Knights win against Memphis this Saturday. If they don't, all bets are off and they won't get that, that good a bowl. But he said now the thinking is that it would not be that, that they would wind up in the Fiesta Bowl, that the Peach Bowl in Atlanta wouldn't want the same team two years in a row in the UCF Knights. Which, oh, okay, that which, makes sense. And, of course, they beat yeah. Auburn, you know, which was yeah. which was just fantastic. Um, uh, but at any rate, uh, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But first things first, okay? We want to get Mackenzie Milton.
3: I mean, they should be in the playoffs. Rehabilitated. But,
0: you know. Well, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Someday they'll expand the playoffs, and teams like uh, UCF will have a chance at the, at the national title. Um, before we go, uh, you brought in here a smoking hot group of fresh Trump tweets from early this morning. <laughs> yeah, I think I was walking into the studio during the break. He says, Trump's up. <laughs> That's how I feel. He's like,
3: he wakes up. He's like, oh, man, I got stuff on my mind now. I
0: got a right. tweet. Let me take them in order that they came in, all right? Trump. General Motors is very counter to what other auto and other companies are doing. Big Steel is opening and renovating plants all over this country. Auto companies are pouring into the United States, including BMW, And I told you about Volkswagen's plans for a plant here in the country earlier, Um, including BMW, which just announced a major new plant. The U.S. is booming. Next tweet. Did you ever see an investigation? This is Mueller. Uh, More in search of a crime. At the same time, Mueller and the angry Democrats aren't even looking at the atrocious and perhaps subversive crimes that were committed by crooked Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. A total disgrace. And he goes on in another tweet. When will this illegal Joseph McCarthy-style witch hunt one that has shattered so many innocent lives, ever end? Or will it just go on forever? After wasting more than $40 million, in parentheses, is that possible? Well, yeah, it is, and more, perhaps. It has proven only one thing. There was no collusion with Russia. So ridiculous. Final Trump tweet, billions of dollars pouring into the coffers of the U.S. because of the tariffs being charged to China. And there's a long way to go. If companies don't want to pay tariffs... Build in the USA. Otherwise, let's just make our country richer than ever before. Wow. Glenn's next. Rush after that. Yaffe in prime time at 8. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America.